0: all of my worth is not in what I just created at this moment. It is an expression of something for a purpose. Um, Whether that purpose is to sell a product or just to be creative or to create a piece of music or to sit with a pen and and paper and actually draw something, um, that my worth as a creative is not in that item I actually just created. Welcome to the Creative Chats Podcast with Mike Brennan.
1: Welcome, friends, to another episode of Creative Chats. It's the podcast for artists, makers, and content creators where we talk about creativity, the creative process, and story. I'm your host, Mike Brennan. You can connect with me over on Instagram. I'm at Mike Bone or on my website, which is MikeBrennan.me. Hey, I'd love for you to stop by DailyCreativeHabit.com. I've created several resources with you in mind as a creative person. First, there's a link to our free private Facebook group called Daily Creative Habit. It is filled with creatives of all types who have raised their hands to say, I want to show up more consistently for my creativity and craft. And so if that's you, we would love to see you as part of this group. There's also a link to receive our free Daily Creative Habit email newsletter. This goes out twice a week and is filled with resources and inspiration and daily prompts for you as a creative person to make sure that you keep showing up every single day for your creativity. And lastly, there's a link out to the new Daily Creative Habit Guided Creativity Journal. And this is something that I'm really excited about because it's a 90-day journey that you can go on that guides you to plan and show up for your creativity and help you track and help you measure and figure out exactly what it is that you want to do and how you want to do it. This is available right now through amazon.com. Hey friends, I have a special treat for you today on Creative Chats. I got to sit down with a good friend of mine, Ryan Hulk, and we are in a mastermind together. We get to hang out every time I'm in California, which um, isn't that often, but has been more so in recent years. Um, And anyway, he's just a great guy. Um, And we talk a lot about story. We talk about um, having clarity in your messaging because Ryan is a expert in this uh, his his background, I mean, he's a marketer, a brand message strategist, and creative person. Uh, we talk a little bit about where he came from with music being his uh, original passion and how he branched out into doing some more things with design and strategy. And uh, after 10 years of being uh, on, on a creative department in a, a large nonprofit organization, he left to start his own agency. And uh, he's been helping people ever since with uh, their messaging and really helping them have the clarity that they need to talk about the things that they create, whether those are products, services. um, And uh, I know you're going to enjoy this conversation. He just has so much great insight and is an amazing friend and guy. So without further ado, here is my creative chat with Ryan Hulk. Well, Ryan, welcome to the creative chats podcast. Dude, so glad that you're here today.
0: It's so good to be with you, Mike. Um, I love having these kind of conversations, creativity and all things centered around how we can uh, do our best with creative habits and what we're doing. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, and this is cool because you're a part of my,
1: you know, regular rhythm of contacts um, and love that, you know, we're in the same Mastermind and get to hang out when I visit. California which is always uh, yeah. a good time. So um <laughs> you know it's 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 cool when I can take uh part of my personal and professional life and bring it to the show and you know just have those conversations uh and share them with other people so I'm excited to dive into your story today. I'm sure I'm probably going to learn some stuff about you that I did not know either. Um yeah. and uh, you'll spill some secrets or some tea as the kids say today, right? <laughs> yes.
0: That's awesome, I love it, and I'm glad to be a part.
1: Cool, uh, well, why don't we get started by just saying, uh, why don't you tell people who you are, what you do kind of thing?
0: Okay, so I am um, Ryan Hulk, and I started out as a musician, um, kind of a reluctant musician, and um, as many musicians find, it's not always financially fulfilling. Um, and so I made a transition into creative space, uh, as kind of a creator, a designer. Um, I had actually looked in college of, do I, do I stay on the musician track? Do I go creativity? Do I go get a design degree? Like, um, and I stuck with music because it's what i have been doing, uh, the longest period of time at that point. Um, and so ended up kind of in a creative space in some ways, almost by accident, um, Initially, but found that I absolutely loved it because it was a creative outlet for me to to design things to help lead people in conversations about what are we really trying to accomplish with, you know, this website with this graphic with this next event that you, you want to see someone's life changed as a result. So how do we visually represent that and um, really found that it was a great kind of combination for me because I have a heart for. Um, wanting to see lives impacted and, and my life to have an impact. So to be able to serve really a lot of nonprofits initially in my first years, because I had, I had spent a lot of time in the nonprofit space as a kid. Uh, and so, yeah, it's kind of this weird combination of musician turned creative. And then at this point, actually, uh, I've spent more time as a creative than I ever did as a musician um, in terms of number of years. Um, but it's been a, a interesting journey to kind of figure out, you know, where am I at in my own creative journey? Um, as I've always said, I'm not the best creative, but I can find ways to help people do things better and explain things better as a result of the creative work that I have. So am I the best artist? Definitely not. Um, but can I help us accomplish goals in an organization by using creative means? That's where I feel like my strength really lies. Yeah, I love that too, because you know, you're you've
1: identified what your superpowers are there and you've really leaned into your sweet spot. And I know that's taken time. And I A think that's, of- that's 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 very common. I mean, I, I share the same thing, you know, All of us who are on this journey of like, we're pursuing our creativity, we're trying to make our our livelihood from it. And there's this dance that happens where you're like, you know, am I doing the things that are aligned and doing it in such a way that it's true to who I am and what my true gifts and abilities are, not just the things that like I can do something that someone will pay me for like, you know, those are are the things that sometimes are the, the traps in the sideways energy that we find ourselves um, moving towards, and so identifying those, moving past those, going into more of your sweet spot. You know, um, it's been awesome to just be able to see you do that, as well as others in our group and community, and uh, and myself as well. You know, I know that journey. It's 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 difficult, but it's necessary. Um, and you know, do you find that you're more? I think I know the answer to this, but and not that anybody's like one hundred percent one or the other. But like, do you find, as far as creating, that you're more centered on the problem solving and the um, the process of something as opposed to the like self expression and um, means as an outlet
0: for you know this this is who you are kind of thing. Um, I would say that as a musician, it was more of the outlet. So it, like, you know, let's sit and play and just like enjoy the experience. Um, as a, a designer and a creative, it's been more of how can we do the best job of being creative while still accomplishing the tools and goals that we have for a project, for an event, for, you know, whatever the client is in need of. So there's kind of been even that a transition in how I approach creativity Um, Yes, I love being creative. Um, There was a time when like people came to me because they knew I could I could see a style and we could find a way to glean best concepts out of that style and create something similar for an organization. Um, So I love that part of the process. But really, for me, and, and this took a while, the art became secondary to the goals of what I was trying to actually accomplish personally or for the organization. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And it's interesting because I don't think that's something that many people think about on the front end. Mostly the goal is, well, I want to be able to get paid for my creativity, right? I want to make a living from my creativity. That's the goal. But nobody really thinks about, well, what does that actually look like? And what does that look like when it's successful? Because I know from me early on when I was in a lot of design agencies um, and just larger corporate organizations, it was like there's no room for personal expression here. Right. And rightfully so, because you have clients, you have budgets, you have committees, you have all these other things that are more in the corporate world, in the marketplace, and your goal there is not self-expression. Right? Um, right. And so that's, that's you know, okay, great. <clears throat> but the problem is when you still have that desire for self-expression, what do you right. do with that? And then people go, well, I'm creating all day long. It's for everybody else. But now I'm home. I don't do for myself. And like, you know, you get into that like hamster wheel of like, you know, the spinning just out of control and and going something is going to go unfulfilled here. And it's most likely going to be my desire to be feeling like I'm I'm having that uh, self-expression
0: piece, right? Yeah, very, very much so. In fact, the the crazy part is so my degree is in music, but my daughters did not know for the first my oldest until she was probably nine or ten that I was even a musician. Like I shut that part of life off um when i moved into creative space and like it i was getting creative expression other places it didn't it didn't i didn't have the excess time to go and sit and be creative and so like she didn't she's like you do what (laughs) Uh, the piano in the corner that no one plays yeah that's because of me um so yeah it definitely trying to find that balance and i would say that I am not nearly as personally intentionally creative now as I, as I was, you know, 10, 15 years ago.
1: Yeah. I think that's a common, um, dance and struggle. And it's hard because when you're still, you know, when you finally get this clarity and you're going, okay, this is really what I need to be doing professionally and where I need to be pouring my energy and my efforts, um, you tend to want to get more siloed and focused on that solely so that you can get as much traction as possible and really get some, um, you know, see some results and see some measurement in there. So, you know, you're on the right track. And so that usually leaves very little for some of the other things. Um, But I guess it's, you know, it's the same thing with kind of the work life balance stuff. It's the 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 rest and the play and as well as the hard work. It's figuring out how to manage to get all those things in there, which is definitely
0: a challenge. Yep. Yep. Add family to it. Add yep. Yeah. All the you know work drama to it. And yeah, it it's a challenge.
1: Yeah. So let's let's talk for a minute about um you have zeroed in on being able to help identify other people you know um i i see what you do is a very um uh like logical engineered kind of process um with creativity though um yeah. so i don't want to make it sound like it's this cold thing because it's not but it, it certainly is there there's a a flow there's a system a process at work um in which you help identify some problem areas for some some organizations and say okay I'm going to come alongside you and give you some counsel and some um, some practical steps to be able to either fix what's broken for you right now, or at least give you a map so that you know where to go and things um, are, are set up the right way. How how do you approach that when you're sitting with somebody? Because I'm sure you know there's there's a, a ton of different issues you may come across and uh, problems to solve, but like typically. Yeah. When you're when you're meeting with somebody for the first time, how do you know what to address and what not to?
0: Hmm. So uh, this is where me being less focused initially on what's going to be creative really comes into play. Um, in my early years, I did this the opposite way, and it's, I, I learned the hard way that I couldn't let the art drive the communication. Um, but what what I end up doing for the most part is I have found that good questions lead to great clarity. And the biggest thing for me helping an organization usually comes to asking the right questions um, and sitting and figuring out what truly does the company or the brand or the personal you know, brand in front of me what does this individual really do in the world? Like how do they make, what is the win they provide for people? Because what I find is a lot of times we are so in our head about what we do that we have this gap of assumption. We think the person we're talking to understands things about us that they don't necessarily understand. And so we start in on a conversation about Hey, these are the things I do, or this is what my day held, and this is how I could help you. But oftentimes the person we're talking to, they're they're not understanding all the pieces because they just don't, they don't have enough context. Um, and so what I then find is I'll walk into an organization and I try and figure out as an outsider where are those gaps at, where are those context gaps that okay, I I see the product you have, but I don't understand how you got there in terms of talking to people about it or creatively creating um, marketing campaigns or something to, to promote those products. So it starts with a lot of questions. And then me trying to figure out if I can look at the heart of all their products, all their services and kind of go, could I explain each of these in one sentence? Could I, or at least a couple sentences Um could I find some sort of logical connection between how this one company has all of these products? Um, and then trying to figure out how would we connect the dots from a marketing standpoint, from a creative standpoint, like visually, how could I support? Why do all these projects exist for this company? So it, it there's some of it that I find is almost intuitive. Like I walk in and I can ask a couple questions and go, I don't understand these three things um and th- even that statement oftentimes is catches people off guard because they're like we just assume people knew those things mm-hmm. like we need to be talking about those in our marketing we need to be talking about those in our communication and sometimes it's as simple as you know two words and a photo would answer that question for people or <laughs> right. you know a a little you know um an infographic and i know you love infographics um <laughs> you know an infographic would solve that problem for people Um, So sometimes it's as as much as just having an outsider ask the right questions and and like point to things Um, other times it legit it legitimately is and you've seen me walk through some of these processes of helping people kind of process if we were going to think about our, our business our creativity at a different level. um, You know what would it take to get to the heart of what we really want people to take away not all that we do because we're never going to explain the full capacity of our creativity. But if I had 30 seconds with someone, what are the two most important things I want to share? Um and then how could I support that visually? How could I support that in the words I use? Um I really have come from feeling like creativity is just art to creativity is the words we use, it's the way we express our our um the things we want to do on, it, through our social, through our website. It's um you know that words are creativity just as much as music is just as much as art is absolutely Um, and so finding ways then to be creative and how we even talk about what we do um but it starts with great questions or good questions so that we get great clarity um for me that's that's like been a huge game changer um Mm. for what i do yeah i can
1: certainly see how like you you know, you're like the engineer who is dismantling some things, right? Because you're figuring out how does this work or why is it not working? And then going, okay, before we put this back together again and we end up with some spare pieces and stuff and like, you know, whenever you're assembling like the IKEA stuff, why do I have these extra (laughs) screws and things? I don't understand. Um, You want to make sure that things are done with intention and purpose and clarity Focus so that it does make logical sense first, and then it can go and do what it needs to do on other levels of creativity and maybe emotional and storytelling and like all those things, right? So there's there's almost like this underpinning that needs to happen for the structure and the yep. form. And then you're applying the art and creativity on top of that. And like you said, not, not driving with that but that becomes the the skin if you will the packaging of something uh and and the help of solution that you bring um and i love that because your creativity isn't just deliverables of well yeah i could build a website yeah i could do this you know whatever design solution it's it's more so how you're seeing things Mm -hmm. and how you're problem solving and your consultation of when someone is coming to you and going, I need help. <clears throat> Your ability to see yeah. into something and pull things apart and then put them back together the proper way. Um, that is a very, very creative thing. And I think it's very also customized depending upon who you're speaking to, what the client needs are and so forth. Um, and I just wanna affirm you that, you know, I've seen you do an excellent job in those things and in, in where I've had privilege to be able to see You know that and so i know there's tremendous value in what you bring when you're meeting with an organization or or people to to help with this process because like you said i mean people are so they're they're trying to keep up with the things that they're doing normally and they're not able to step outside themselves outside their organization and see with fresh eyes but you can
0: right right um you said something though that that made me think that um, for years, I held my creativity tightly like I don't I don't want feedback because I'm afraid of what feedback's going to give me right. that it may not be good that it may blow up my world. Um, and it, rightly so it did on a number of occasions that's actually part of why I decided being a musician was not what I wanted to do anymore. Um, but trying to find ways then to take creativity and be able to create something and even personally to kind of step back and go, all of my worth is not in what I just created at this moment. It is an expression of something for a purpose. Um, Whether that purpose is to sell a product or just to be creative or to create a piece of music or to sit with a pen and and paper and actually draw something um, that my worth as a creative is not in that item I actually just created. Mm -hmm. Um, That is just an expression. And if it's client work, it may be an expression that I'm not even fully in line with where the end product ended up because it's what they wanted or needed, but not what I thought as a creative was best. Um, I actually had that this morning. I had a client say, we need something to be changed. And I'm like, the answer we came up with was not the creative solution that I believe was best. Mm -hmm. Uh, In fact, I I think it actually made it worse. But um, I realized in that moment, this is no longer a point of creativity for me. This is a point of making sure it for the client accomplishes what they believe is the goals. And it took me a long time to not take, and there's still moments where it happens, trust me, but to not take every one of those interactions as a personal affront to my creativity. Um and to be able to like really separate myself from I am a creative, but that is not the only thing I am. Yeah. Um and and that that was a that was a journey. Um, For me to to kind of figure out how to separate those two and and in some ways I think it's good that I can be a little more analytical sometimes. um, Because I I found the ability to step back and go i'm gonna have to just be hands off and believe the end goal is better than how I feel about whether or not that's the most beautiful creation for them at this moment. Yeah, yeah.
1: You learn very quickly that when dealing with clients, not all clients are created equal. Um, and certainly there are usually less clients who have an understanding and a willingness to be able to say, well, I've hired you to do your job. I trust your insights and your opinions on these things because you're the expert here. Yeah. Um, when, when you have those situations, those are beautiful moments and you need to um, not disrespect those in any, any way, um, but hold them, very uh, humbly and say yeah i appreciate the fact that you, you're allowing me to do this because yes i'm i'm here for you i'm here to serve you and help you accomplish your goals and when you give me the freedom to bring what i do to the table in the way that i do it then everybody's going to win you
0: know totally agree yeah. totally agree um m- but those are often few and far between yes <laughs> it's very, <laughs> very true
1: very true um, I'd love to ask you about um story and okay. so you know you're you know you're you're building your brand uh distill your story. Um, and so why story? like what is it about story that's important to you?
0: I love story because story is universal um in that if if a story is tell, told well, it doesn't matter the age, the demographic, the cultural background. It can connect people together, um, and so I really believe that story is a way that we can communicate our ideas in ways that cross boundaries that music and art and uh, sometimes can't, uh, and it's because of style reasons. So. For me, story and finding ways to tell a story clearly um, is a great way to break down those barriers, uh, not just on the marketing side, but even just interpersonally. Hmm. Yeah.
1: And I think everyone has their favorite story, right? Mm -hmm. And so those are the moments where you can lean into that and say, you know, if, if we think back to some of the first stories we've heard, even as kids they helped shape how we saw the world, how we saw ourselves, how we processed um, certain things. And, you know, it's always fun when you can go into bookstores and, you know, if you're with people and you go by the the children's book section or whatever, and inevitably somebody's like, I had that book when I was a kid. Oh, I totally remember that. You know, even if it's like they haven't thought about it in like, you know, 20 years, you know, 30 years, whatever. All of a sudden they see that book and they're right back there again sitting there, having that book either read to them or reading it themselves, spending time with it and processing that story, right? Yep. Um, <clears throat> do you think that there are um, there are benefits to building on those kind of stories for ourselves? And, and specifically when you're talking about organizations, right, there are so many stories that have come before us. Um, do you think there's benefit on building on top of those? Or is it more so like hey let's it's more important to have your own story and completely be like a quote original you know what i mean um
0: i i think there's a place for both um i i was introduced to the idea of tribal stories um probably about 20 years ago um it was actually a concept that my dad brought to me because he was also a creative uh musician for 40 50, 50 plus years. Um, And did uh, um, like wrote plays and dramas and orchestral stuff and choral stuff and did all sorts of things. But he, he introduced this idea of tribal stories and tribal stories being that there are some stories in a family, some stories in an organization that teach you a principle or an idea about where you've been. And it's like a looking back but it brings it, it's where we've come from kind of thing. And um, while he taught me about the idea 20 years ago, I remember looking at my childhood, having conversations that are like these in hindsight. I'm like, Oh, like I, we went camping as a kid. I remember sitting around the fire, having conversations about his family when he was a kid sitting around the conversation, you know, sitting around the, the campfire, doing very similar things. And it had almost become part of the, you know, it it's it's the backstory in a lot of ways. Um, so I think it in our own lives, a lot of times there are those kind of stories that they're the memory stories. They're um, you know, this happened on vacation and and you know, you see the photo and you're like you smell the smell and you remember, you know, what it was like walking that day at Disneyland or being on the beach and your toes in the sand for the first time. And um it's it's where we've been kind of stories, and I think there's a place in businesses for those for you to kind of share. This is what got us started. This is what got us here. Um, but that story is not going to cast a vision for the future. So there has to be then um, stories around you know what are your products and services, but then a story of where are we going with this thing? Why do why do we show up here every day and do this work that some days is glorious and some days sucks? Mm-hmm. Um and so for me the best organizations are ones that can say here's where we've been we're not, here's some stories of where we started here's what we do on a daily basis to help make people's lives better here's the story then at least at a staffing level of where we want to see us be and why we truly exist I love working with organizations who are mission-minded, who have, they aren't just trying to, to sell a widget. They're they're selling a widget. They're doing a service because at the end of the day, they want to give something back. They want mm-hmm. to leave the world better than they found it. Whether that's to help an orphanage or um it, to, you know, do a horse therapy ranch or whatever it is. I love organizations like that because when I serve them I feel like I'm actually serving their end vision and goal more than I am just doing a project mm-hmm. um, So yeah, do I do I think we've got to have stories that build on each other? Yes, but in my mind, there's almost we've got to have different types of stories that we're able to tell in an organization. Um, but the heart of those comes down to being able really to speak with clarity. Like, can I share them in a clear enough way that it doesn't take five years being on staff for the person in the seat to have an idea of what those stories are at any level? Right, right. So what do you think,
1: maybe you can give us a few examples of some bad storytelling, right? Some pitfalls that people fall into. <laughs> I don't I don't mean, don't call out anybody and saying they're bad storytellers. What I mean is... <laughs> what are the things that people can look for when they're trying to tell a story to make sure they're not doing these, you know, few things that, that will uh, prohibit them from telling a a good story.
0: Yeah. Um, So one of the first things is um, you have got to know where you're going to land the plane before the first word comes out of your mouth. Um, I see I see people, well, I sat in a event as a teenager and I remember sitting there and what the what was presented was really solid. But in the last 3 minutes it became evident that the presenter did not had never figured out how they were going to end this thing. Like they had built this entire creative explanation taken us on a journey and got to the end and they didn't know how they were going to end the thing. And I remember at the end of it saying to me, they didn't know how to end the, how they were going to land the plane. They had figured out the whole process and got to the end and lost in the moment where they had the audience in the palm of their hand with their story. Mm. And so I think one of the biggest things is, we are so used to having conversations across a table where we get interrupted stories start stories end we don't always get to the end of something it's it's just the way it is well that's great when i'm having a conversation over pizza but it's a little more challenging if i'm trying to share the story of an organization or a business or if i am a creative trying to explain to the person i'm in front of in 2 minutes why I'm the best creative solution for them to hire right now is if I don't know where I'm ending before I start talking, it's really easy to lose people Um, because you can have a great, a great story that talks about how amazing your create creative services are. But if you can't land the plane, you're going to lose people 90% of the time. Um, And that was one of the biggest lessons that I learned. Um, really early on was you had to uh, you had to know where you before you ever start. Um, the other piece for me is that um, it doesn't take a lot of details to get someone to emotionally connect with a story. Um, it doesn't require oversharing. I learned this really in the nonprofit space, but I see it a lot with with my business and brand clients too. Um, is we feel like we have to share every gory detail of the story that got us here. And so a story that could be shared in 30 seconds to a minute takes five and six minutes to share. And we've lost people at the two minute mark, at the three minute mark. Um, and so really knowing what's absolutely pertinent that has to be shared in this story right now. Um, because a story can always be added on. I actually think of stories like blocks. Um, And uh, one of the visuals that I use in in some of my stuff is Legos. Like at the bare minimum, it takes four blocks to to accomplish this task. With a Lego set, I can build a Jeep out of 20 pieces. I can build a Jeep out of 250 pieces, or I can build a Jeep out of 1,800 pieces. We have to think about our stories that way. How you know? What, how can I say this quickly? What's the core that has to be shared? And then if I have a moment, let's expand on it. But how do I know if I can expand? I've got to, the third thing is I've got to be paying attention to my audience and I got to be looking in their eyes and know if I just lost my audience, I better be able to pivot and close this thing down, which is the other reason why you have to know where you're going to land the plane, because if you realize you're losing people, you better land that plane and move on in your story.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think we see that a lot in public speaking Mm -hmm. um, and in a variety of sectors, but there's nothing worse than being in the audience. And especially like if it's an open mic and someone gets up and not everyone has earned the right to be behind a mic. (laughs) I'll just say that Um, because I've been in situations where, you know, the person you want to give them the benefit of the doubt and you're listening yeah. or whatever. And it becomes very, very quickly, it becomes apparent that, oh, oh, this is not really going anywhere. And this person is just kind of spilling a lot of words. And like you said, th- there's no landing a plane. There is, we're not even sure there is a plane. Um, <laughs> and I wish I had a parachute at this point, but, um, you know, being in, in that place, um, it's uncomfortable and yeah. it, it, I don't think anyone intentionally sets out to do that. But yet, someone can find themselves in that place very quickly if they haven't done enough of their homework, they haven't set up enough of a system and structure, they haven't had editing, right? Mm -hmm. Because you need to to have some kind of editing, because otherwise, like you said, you're going to overshare details, and it's going to make things go sideways and not be laser focused like it needs to be. Um, And so I love that you're, you're bringing up all these points um, and whether it's, it's verbal, whether it's a written story, whether it's a, you know, a video thing, whatever the storytelling is, I think it's all the same as far as telling that story in a way that's impactful and Mm -hmm. um, orchestrated and intentional,
0: right? Yep. I think intentionality is, is a great word for it it's a word I have been leaning into more recently is how, how can I share this with intention in a way that captures people's attention, but also takes them on a journey with me? Um, Because at the, at the end of whether it's written or it's spoken or it's drawn or painted or at the end of it, I want them to have, felt something and connected at some level, whether or not they take the next step that I would love them to take, which would be hire me or buy this piece of art or whatever. um, I at least want them to have a positive memory about their association with me or my brand and who I am as a creative. Um, And that really requires then that I've got to be intentional about how I put out what I put out in the world. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I love the fact that you are very practical with this too, because it could be easy for you to say, okay, well, I'm consulting you as far as here are the things you're doing wrong, right? Here's a list of things, (laughs) right? Uh, Nobody wants that, or or maybe they want that so they can get better. But at the same time, if they're left to their own devices to figure out, well, well, then what do I do? Like that's not really serving anybody. And so you design things in such a way that you're leading people through a process. You're giving them questions you're giving them exercises to wrestle with some things and going okay i'm not going to tell you what the answer is necessarily i'm going to tell you here's something here's a framework here's a system here's a process that you can overlay on top of who you are what you're doing mm-hmm. because obviously you're stuck and let's lead you through this process you know i love that even most recently on on one of our mastermind calls you did that for us as a group that yeah. you presented us with you know this this uh, process and you said, okay, I want you to think about the things that you do, like all the things you do. What are the things that, that you really love to do? The things that you would put aside in a moment's notice if you didn't have to do them? You know, how can we be intentional about talking about the things that the services and products and things that you offer and then start to make sure that there's um, some synergy there, right? Um, yeah was that something that you had to discover on your own journey? Was that something that you was more intuitive for you as a process? Or like, where did that come from as far as why you lead people in that way?
0: So I would say that the, I, the core ideas of what I feel like have to be included in a story have come from some historic storytelling principles. Um, the application of them has been something I've had to figure out and part of it has been me sitting with enough people and asking questions and going. The the gap consistently is in this area, for instance, the gap consistently is I don't talk about the significant benefit that my product or service brings so. Why don't we naturally think about the benefit? Because we think about the task of the art creation in the process. We aren't thinking about necessarily how did it make the life of the person I'm in front of better? Why do we paint? We paint because we want to express ourselves, but we also want to express beauty. We want the person who sees it to have some sort of emotion and be connected to us. Those are all the benefits that come from it. But we don't sell our art based on talking about what our art does for people. We sell it based on, isn't it cool? Look how cool it is. Right. Um and um, I mean, I don't care what your art is, that tends to be the way most people think about selling their creativity. And so, but the problem is people buy out of emotional connectedness. And so if we can connect then the dots for people. So I found that if we don't naturally think about the benefits we bring for people, I better come up with questions to get people to think about what are the benefits you bring? Like what is the win that someone gets by buying your product or service or interacting with you, having an experience with you? How does it make their life better? What does it make them feel? So I started then trying to figure out how do I, Um, come up with creative things that would allow people to walk through a process of thinking through how would I articulate that? How would I find something there? Um, You know, how would I talk about each of those steps where there's gaps? So that's really kind of where it came from was me going, I know what I see working from a marketing standpoint, but I don't see a lot of people filling in those gaps. So let's build a process that helps them figure out the gaps.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, love that because it's really enabling someone to see themselves in somebody else's service or product, because if they don't see themselves, they don't see how, what somebody else is doing is going to help them either solve a problem or make their life better, then there's no relationship there. It's like, great. I'm happy that you're doing your thing. I'm glad that you're maybe successful. I'm glad that you're doing all these products, services, whatever, but that has no bearing on my life whatsoever. And so that's where a big disconnect, I think, happens, especially within, like you said, creators who are thinking so much about their own creation and their own process that they don't get out of their heads enough to think about how is this actually impacting the lives of the people that are around you? Right. Um, And when we start thinking that way and start thinking, what are the stories that help bridge those gaps? Why did you create this? Why is it important to you? Why should it be important to somebody else? And like you said, casting some vision, not only looking backwards to say, I'm creating this because it's connected to something in my childhood that really spoke to me, but, Oh, I'm doing this also because I think it can make your life better in this way too.
0: Right. Yeah. So um, I mentioned my dad being a musician when he retired, he went back to photography. He had, he had done photography over the years. He had gone with world vision on a few trips as the photographer but photography was not far from him. It was just not something he had time for until he retired again or didn't have time again until after he had retired. So he started getting into landscape photography and what he found very quickly, the difference between a photo of Yosemite that sells and doesn't sell is the story behind the photo. Hmm. Everyone has seen someone's photo. Of half dome everyone has seen someone's photo of the little chapel in yosemite somewhere you have seen it whether you know that's the chapel in yosemite you've seen it what makes the difference between the photographers who are successful are the ones who tell the story about what happened on that day what was going on there what was it that i felt was compelling that made me go shoot a location that's been shot thousands and thousands of times. Um, But to find a a new creative way of looking at it, what made me sit on that creek stream bed, where I sat and capture that photo, um, it was figuring out what was the story I could tell behind it um, that made it that moved it from just being a cool photo that you hang on your wall because then the person who buys it actually has a story to tell about it too. It's not like, Hey, that's a cool thing. Hanging on your wall. Right. Let me tell you the story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then it becomes transferable because that story is, is so simple to tell.
1: Yeah. Love it. Love it. Um, so one, one last question here, Um looking forward into the future where are the places that you would like to go in helping people in this regard of story and bringing some clarity and vision? And like, what does that look like for you?
0: So the interesting part of that is that I'm finding that my creativity has changed in this regard. In that for years, my answer to that would have been, I gotta find another project to to draw something or design something for. Um, I'm actually finding that there's, for me, as much creativity in the whiteboard strategic process before the art ever begins, before the written art begins, before the visual art begins, Um, the marketing art begins. So for me, as non-creative as it sounds, there is something magical that can happen at a whiteboard. When you think about in the ideal world, how would I share the gifts that I have with the world? What do I want them to know? Um, and if i know what i want them to know then i can back out of it and figure out how would i tell people that story huh. um but oftentimes because we aren't thinking about landing the plane we just start telling we just start talking not really aiming towards the destination of where we're going to want to go um and there are times when you remember when um, the Tom Tom used to say recalculating, recalculating. recalculating. <laughs> yes. okay. So there are only so many times you can recalculate before you better figure out maybe I should back away from the from the destination and do it strategically. And for me, that's where um, that's where I'm actually finding more creativity is like looking at all the pieces like a mix master going, uh-huh. here's I can put these five things in and we can make a cake. These five things in and we can make this creative endeavor. These five things. Now, are three of the things in each of those similar? Yes. But it's those couple things that are different that give you a different way of talking about it on social, a different way of showing it in video, a different way of, of you know, painting a different view on, on your digital artwork, whatever it is. Um, But as crazy as it sounds, I'm actually finding creativity in the strategic part of that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then finding the words to help support that story.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think that that sounds crazy because that is creativity. It's, it's concept, it's possibility. Um, it's, it's dreaming and it's, um, really rooted in the seeds of what will be made in the next part of the process, which is really more the execution of creativity in things. And so it's acting on those ideas, acting on those concepts. And so what I, what I think I hear you saying is you're really enjoying the shift towards the concepts, the, the, um, the possibilities and the ideas. And um, certainly that is something that, you know, I resonate with that as well. And I have felt that shift too. So I understand completely what you're talking about with that. And that's not to say you don't ever do any of the execution stuff. It's just more the things that that seem to light you up more are found within the realm of of the possibilities and the ideas, Um, because you can go so many different places with them. You're not in the box of, well, it has to be this design. It has to be this creative act. It can be like you said, maybe it's written, maybe it's visual, maybe it's, you know, whatever, um, possibilities start to open up where they once were not. And right. that's exciting. Yep. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Awesome.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, Where can people find you? How can they? I know you have a group, a Facebook group. And so talk to us a little bit about that, um, because I would love for people to get around you and start benefiting from just the way that you see things, the way that you storytell. And I know that even if someone's listening to this and they're like, you know, my creativity is, is my hobby or my creativity is not the main thing of my livelihood. There are still stories that we need to tell around that. And I think being around you, hearing these things often would benefit them. So where can people find you in that?
0: Yeah. So I have a Facebook group and it, it just launched here in the last month. So we're still trying to figure out kind of the rhythm and pace of it. Um, But it's the High Proof Marketing group, and. Um, really the goal of that group is to kind of create a resource hub. Uh, we started with a kind of a webinar teaching thing. The, the plan is really to have a place where, um, I wouldn't necessarily call it podcasting, but that there's some sort of Facebook lives where we're doing some teaching and thought leaders talking about marketing, um, ideas and how you get, you could get, um, your dreams and vision out into the world and you know be more clear when you do. Uh so that's that's a great place. My website is distillyourstory.com and that's a great place. There's actually um an opt-in resource there too about storytelling, a little mini course. Uh, but those two places, I would start with the Facebook group um because it's a low barrier to entry, um kind of check out what you're doing. Um you know, I post questions there about creativity, um have uh, the training actually Mike that um that we did this last time with our mastermind. I'm going to do Mm -hmm. a version of that probably in the group here in the next week or two. So um, it's a great place to kind of find out more about the marketing process, whether you're a beginner or a seasoned person. I really think uh, latching onto the idea of how do you tell your story with clarity so you can amplify your message is something that everybody can learn from absolutely
1: absolutely and i'll be sure to put those links in the show notes so people can just click and very easily follow along and join in what's happening so love it um, ryan man this is awesome uh, i feel like we could do this all the time we kind of do do this all the time offline yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah man i'm just so so thrilled that you're a part of my world on a regular basis and uh, i appreciate you as a friend and just um Appreciate all the things that you do, what you bring to the world. Uh, keep doing it, man, because uh, there's only more great things
0: ahead. So thank you so much, man. Yeah, hey, I appreciate it. Thank you so much for this chance. It's good to hang out. Thanks for listening today. I'd appreciate it if you
1: would subscribe, leave a rating and a review. It really helps this podcast be seen and heard by others.